Hi, I'm Keenan, And I'm Rachel. And on this episode of Part of Our World Podcast, we are going to be talking about the things you only do for Disney. So that just means, you know, Disney's kind of unique. It's magical. It's a vacation unlike any other. When we went in 2016, Rachel's first trip ever, my first trip as an adult, um, we became sort of obsessed. I mean, we're now doing a podcast about it, so I'd say obsessed is a pretty good word. Yeah, that says something. And what we found is that Disney kind of changes us. (laughs) And we thought this would be an interesting topic for a podcast. You know, in what ways does Disney change us so that we we act differently on a Disney vacation? There are things we only do at Disney. And what are those? And we also asked the Twitterverse and Instagram world. And as in typical fashion, I forgot to ask on our Facebook page. All those places exist for us to interact with people um, and to get updates on our show and and all that. So if you're not sure how to find us there, stay tuned at the end of the show. We'll cover all of our socials, but we will also share responses that we got on those as well. But let's start with ours, Rachel. That that was the genesis of this show. So why don't you kick kick it off? Well, I think what brought this idea of a show on was... Um, the fact that I am by no means a morning person, I, I'm really terrible in the mornings. That's an understatement. I want to sleep as much as possible. Um, but for Disney, I am a different person where I'm like willingly getting up six in the morning, early five 30 in the morning, you know, cause you gotta be there at rope drop. Yeah, to, I mean, you got to be there before rope drop yeah. to get a good spot on the rope. Right. Absolutely. So, I almost said it in the intro that this was inspired by, because you're absolutely right. It was inspired by the idea that we only enjoy getting up early for Disney, willingly and joyfully waking up at right, like 5, I'm immediately in a good mood because I know I'm about to have the best day yeah. because I'm going to a Disney park. So yeah. I'm just like bright and cheery and the birds are chirping and i'm like not groggy and angry like i am normally but i'm just like ready to go in my nice little disney hotel with those nice little disney scents just sprucing up Mm -hmm. getting ready to take on the day and it's going to be the best day ever yeah so yeah that changes me that is that is true and i was thinking too even on like our flight day which this is this is kind of segueing into one of mine because one of mine is um that the first day of vacation is not like a get settled day or a chill day for us. First day of a Disney vacation, we're hitting the parks at least for part of the day. Usually, yeah, I mean, it does we've, not we've done up... open to close before on days that we've flown into Orlando. And so mm-hmm. even on those days that we leave, we're getting up at the crack of dawn and either boarding a plane or on our last trip, we drove from... You know, two hours outside of Orlando. Um, but yeah, also waking up on those days and then going full steam ahead. Whereas any other vacation, so many of these I had to cross off my list because I'm like, ah, oh, that's more vacation mentality, which we do have an episode on that. Mm-hmm. Which you're welcome to check out if you're new. Um, 
but this the 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 early and the going hard and the going open to close and all that it's mostly it's just disney yeah does not happen for other vacations at least with the same level of joy that it does on a disney trip right disney is not where i go like it's a soul relaxation but as far as physically relaxing and just like lounging around and like just chilling at the hotel yeah and we do take breaks from yeah the parks. Got, you have to take breaks but that's not why i go to disney yeah I take breaks because i have to yeah because i am so ready to go yeah which reminded me of i'm actually excited uh, to get a phone call at 5 30 mm-hmm. or 6 in the morning at disney because you can get a phone call from yeah winnie the pooh or mickey mouse so if you tell the hotel that you want a wake-up call it'll be in character it's great and yeah yeah you get to hear from one of your pals first thing in the morning, which is really great for the kids. They love that. Oh, yeah, for sure. Although we kept thinking we'd get a different character, and it was, I think, Winnie the Pooh every day. And we're like, who was it this time? I think time? there was, like, one other Maybe one, one different one. Time, one. Like, but... It was Winnie again. Yeah. He was yeah. always excited. Yeah, but and so the point I just made a, mi- a moment ago about the first day of vacation being, like, a get-settled day. I mean, how many other vacations, when you arrive at the cabin or the resort or – what, the beach house, whatever, that's your day. Maybe you'll get groceries, but you'll usually chill, hang out, maybe swim in the hot tub or something. But it's usually very relaxing. And then you're like, hey, I just traveled all day. I'm going to go to bed early, rest up so that I can do all the things that I want to do the next day. But Disney, it's like the second we get there. We go. Yeah. We're at least trying to do something. Crossing items off our bucket list. Like that one trip we were like, as soon as we got there, we we're like, we're getting beignets. Beignets. Mickey beignets. Then to the park. And then to the park. Yeah. I went to Epcot right away. Yeah. Our, our room wasn't ready. What were we supposed to do? Well, that's the way it always is. And then you're like on the bus or the Skyliner to the park. And they're like, your room is now ready. And we're like, well, too late now. Luggage services. So, okay. Um, what's another one of yours that you had? Another one that I had. Um. Well, I tend to be a pretty like basic dresser as far as my Mm. wardrobe and style goes i just like plain solid colors maybe a little pattern here and there if i'm feeling crazy for disney yeah and i'm just i don't know i'm all about like low maintenance clothes and i don't know comfy casual is like my thing which you can still do at disney but my point is is that i will wear character centric clothing or theme my outfits to each park mm. I put like a lot of thought into what i'm going to wear and will it match my park destination but yeah generally speaking i don't like do characters but at disney parks i gotta yeah, you, have you even done bounding disney bounding i did i it wasn't a very good but it was my first hey, i got you my did toes it. wet yeah i was um, in the because i personally haven't done that but i think that's a thing that people do that's really for the most part limited to disney you might yeah. get some universal bounding, but yeah, people aren't I mean, bounding to Cedar Point play, to do um, Snoopy. Yeah, that's true. But at least for us, definitely only for Disney. Yeah, I would. Yeah, I'm sorry. I now I'm trying to think of different Disney bounding outfits I could do because that is something I would like to do. But again, I just don't have the wardrobe capacity or desire to grow it in such a way that I could. But anyways, I do like my Disney shirts. To be in character and match the theming of the park I'm going to. Yes. And I know there are many, many others out there that, I mean, like, if I'm going to Animal Kingdom, 
I'm not going to wear a Star Wars shirt. Yeah. Like, I'm with you. What is this? I'm with you. Yeah. I I could not put that on my list because I do stuff like that for like concerts or even when I went to Universal recently, I definitely had like somewhat of a plan to not my outfits. I just wear t-shirt and shorts, but like I'm going to wear this t-shirt on this day because I'm going to this park or whatever. Keenan has like 60 t-shirts, by the way. I counted recently. Oh, you did? Yeah. yeah. Well, not enough. Not enough Disney shirts. Yes. That's for sure. For sure. So um, that what you're saying there, Rachel, makes me think of another one of mine, which is just meeting characters in general or wanting to meet characters. You know, like we, if I go to like a baseball game, I'm not trying to meet the mascot. If I go right. even even going to Universal, I think I took a pick with um, like Optimus Prime or one of the Transformers or something. But it was solely so that I could send it to you, who was at home with our Transformer loving child. Yeah. It wasn't like I was excited to meet Optimus Prime or whoever, you know? Um, but at Disney... there's It's different. It's so different. Reason. And, you know, if you've got children listening to this, maybe fast forward 30 seconds. Earmuffs. Earmuffs. <laughs> but we know fully well that the people that we're interacting with are not... It's a Mickey Mouse costume. Or it's, it's you know, the friend of Ariel is... A college student, yeah, is actress from Minnesota. Yeah, Jeanette from Minnesota, <laughs> and they they do a fantastic job. But there's something about Disney that you are able to suspend belief. Yeah, even as a fully grown adult, I I can just put myself out of reality, and I'm in this fantasy world, and I'm meeting Gaston, mm-hmm. and he's talking to me about if I'm how many how my workout routines going and my egg diet, you know. And you're just there. You're yeah. in it. So great. Yeah, there's definitely, like, I mean, going out of your way, I mean, my way also to meet certain characters. Because it's like, I, you know, I haven't been to Universal, but there's no one like, oh my God, I have to meet whoever. The troll that farts sparkles or sprinkles or confetti. Um, I mean, that would be confetti. pretty cool. <laughs> that would be cool. It would be cool to see. Or like Shrek or something. But it's like, oh. Donkey. Yeah, I'm going out of my way to make sure I see... Mickey Mouse and Tink and Peter Pan, even though I've met them before. Yes. It doesn't matter. Definitely, that's definitely an only at Disney. Yep. Yep. Good one. Um, another one that I have is planning my life around <laughs> trips as opposed to the reverse. The other way around. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I didn't even think about that. That's so true, though. You're like, ooh, can't make your wedding. We have a Disney trip. I'm just kidding. But like... You know, we've talked yeah, about, that hasn't like, happened. you know, trying to get pregnant or something. It's like, oh, uh, we don't want to try to get pregnant right now. We don't want to be, like, I don't want to be pregnant. Oh, there's Disney all sorts of circumstances just... that it's always in the context of when is the next Disney right. trip. So the year kind of revolves around the trip as opposed to anything else. Yeah, and we're not, know. we're, most of our listeners know this. We're not on a regular once a year schedule. I wish we were. Uh, I know some people, they go the same time mm-hmm. every year. Um, other people, annual pass holders, they try to make like a few trips a year or whatever. But we generally, it's like once every 18 months is we got to get in there mm-hmm. um, with one kind of spontaneous trip thrown in, which is super fun. We should do it again. But uh, yeah, for the most part, aside from, again, from aside from that spontaneous trip, it's a, We're planning them yeah, months upon months trip. in advance. I mean, mm-hmm. we've got the countdown on our phone. It says, oh, it's this many days left. Got all those dates. 60 days dining. 
used to be 180. I mean, that that was the reality of it. 180 days before your trip, you know every single park that you're going to on which day and where you're going to be doing your sit-down meals, which also means that usually you have to know all of your other meals as well. Right. Which is actually something I only do at Disney. Right. Now, I un- on vacation, we might plan, okay – we love this bar and grill. One night of the week, we're we, we're going to make it down to Richard's Fish Shack or whatever. You know what I mean? Yep. <laughs> love that place. Love it. Love it. <laughs> Dirty Dick's Fish Shack. So anyway, <laughs> short for Richard, I can't believe I just said that. Just rolling right off the tongue. Great. Good times. Oh, <laughs> oh boy. Anyway, you, you know what I mean. Yes. But at Disney, we have... Every, I don't want to say meal planned out, but we know generally what we're doing every single day for food. Um, table service is reserved. We've got a reservation, mm-hmm. set time, quick service. It's usually like bucket list, like we want to go to this place or I want this specific thing. If it's food and wine or flower and garden festival or whatever, we've got a whole list of things that we want to try and a window of time like, hey, we're going to be getting food from food and wine during these hours on this day. Or we pack a lot to save money, but we'll know, oh, on Tuesday, we're packing lunch. Yeah. Eating dinner at the fancy place and that's why we're packing on to that sort of thing so it's like everything is is spelled out and there's not any other vacation we've ever done that for that's another that's a different category on my list because there's the planning your life around the trip so like you don't want to do things that would you know mess up your disney trip or whatever but yes planning what i'm eating months in advance is also on my list i remember my brother-in-law like this was before we had gone to disney before our first trip and he said something about how like, he heard that you have to book Cinderella's Royal Table six months in advance. This was back in mm-hmm. 2016. And I was like, that's ridiculous. Like, who knows what they're going to be doing in six months and, like, where <laughs> they're going to eat. Let alone what you want to eat. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, now I'm like, oh, yeah, you have to get on that. Like, make sure you get up early for that reservation. Yeah. So just to kind of self-promote here, this is a good place to remind people of the virtues of using a Disney, I don't say Disney travel agent, but a, um, you know, travel professional who specializes in Disney. Now, full disclosure, I am one. So you're welcome to use me. Part of our world.net will get you all the details there if you're interested in getting quotes and stuff. But even if you don't go through me, um, the travel agent will help you with all of these things they'll like i have guides and stuff for dining and all sorts of recommendations and suggestions and all that stuff i do all the dining reservations for my clients because otherwise you have to get up well before but at you know 5 45 eastern on the day your dining reservation window opens and it's a madhouse trying to be able to get those dining reservations and having someone to do that for you or to call in when something goes wrong or this that and the other Mm-hmm. It's a free service, so it just goes a really long way. But that, that, I mean, dining, planning out people's dining is a huge part of what I do for that job. Yeah, which I, you know, if I weren't married to a Disney travel specialist, like, I'm not a planner and I don't want to have to, th- there's so, it's such a vast amount of food options at Disney. Yeah. And just to have someone that's like, oh, well, you'll be at this park, so this restaurant's by there, like, do, do you prefer this kind of food? And so they just take all that research 
out of it because you know I'm the type that's like I don't want to have to figure all that out like I'll do whatever just tell me what's good and like I'll do it but yeah so it's really nice to have someone to kind of help you through that process for sure it can be really overwhelming and it is ridiculous that you have to plan that far in advance but that those are the ways yeah this is the way well and i am a planner and that's how we found out that i would be good at disney travel planning because even our first trip where we had never gone i had spreadsheets yeah you're still doing it it. was insane um but the reason this made my list is because the one thing at least on other trips that i don't plan down every detail for is is food we have a general idea of maybe, especially like a beach vacation or something, you're staying at a beach house, you might have a grocery list. Yeah. But this is like, this is to a whole other level. And it's very far in advance. It is. I have been watching like some vlogs and stuff on food and wine. So I'm already planning out what I want to get. Oh yeah, we have, we have a list going. Yeah, we just have a running list. I'm not doing that for Cedar Point or no. which is the amusement park around us or anything else. I'm not looking up Dick's Fish Shack and deciding my meal. Yeah. Or whatever yeah. you call and, it. You know, you might go on Yelp and look at some reviews and pick like a restaurant or something. But this is to, you're right, it's to a whole other level. And there's also a joy that comes with it. It's not like, yeah. okay, I can see how it's overwhelming and maybe tedious for like a first timer or, you know, the one and done. You're like, oh, this is too much. Again, that's why I use Travel Planner. Um, but I get so much enjoyment out of thinking ahead to Disney. I mean, that's half of what makes Disney so good is that, yeah, the time in the parks is the best. Like nothing compares to that, but the excitement builds and builds and builds. And like, you're thinking ahead and you're planning. I mean, Rachel and I, so many of our conversations around the dinner table or date night or whatever are just like, Oh, I'm looking forward to this or watch this vlog or, Hey, did you hear about this new thing that's coming Mm -hmm. or whatever? And does that make us super cool? Oh, yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, I, it's, I don't know. The, 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 the way that excitement builds for Disney Vacation is, just hits different, you know? Oh, I know. All right, so that, that was a long way to say yours, I believe, right? Yeah, and I think we touched on, well, we touched on kind of two of mine there. So, and maybe one of yours. Yeah. Um, here's another one of mine. I really don't like parades. You can attest to this. I think they're boring. I think they're usually just half the time a big advertisement. Certainly don't want to sit in the heat to watch a parade. And I usually grumble when we do. Parade's so dumb. Yeah. But not Disney. Mm -mm. One thing I will do for Disney is I will sit in the heat. I will get a seat in advance. And I will sit and wait for that dang parade. And I will enjoy it. I will love it. Yeah. Got to find some shade. But it's still hot out. Like, I probably wouldn't, like, if I couldn't find a spot in the shade, I don't know if I'd be willing to wait for a Disney parade. Yeah, it depends on the weather. But, yeah, Disney parades and slash, you know, shows, like, river shows and stuff like that. Like, last time we were there wasn't so much a parade, but the the boat cavalcade came through, and we just sat there and watched every single boat. Mm -hmm. Had a great time. And normally, that would not be my cup of tea at all. I love, love Festival of Fantasy and... Here's to hoping it comes I back. I just want it to come back. I am not satisfied with these cavalcades. Yeah. Well, as of the recording of this episode, they are now reinstating the mask policy. So things are regressing a bit, and I would not expect scheduled parades to come back anytime soon. Although, last week, they were posting times for the cavalcades, which is kind of nice, because you can be like, oh, 
I'm going to go see the Princess Cavalcade at 1 o'clock. Or I'm going to not get stuck behind the Princess Cavalcade at 1 o'clock. Yeah, that's more like it. I mean, it's just... There's maybe some good cavalcades out there that I haven't seen. But, like, nothing compares to Festival of Fantasy. They're cool. I like the spontaneity of it. You know, you get to see some cool characters and stuff. I think they're neat. But I, I think, like many people, just not a fan of replacing the parade with that. No, you just get stuck behind the s- slow walkers. And the horse poop. And the horse poop bucket. Yep. And it's just, you know... I, I'm still just mourning. I know. That's but we digress Disney. because this isn't, it's not something we only do for Disney. Maybe skip the cavalcades or catch them in passing. Not, we're not, we're not staking out a spot for the cavalcade, Mm-mm. but other parades for sure. All right. You got another one for us there, Rachel? I said run question mark because I'm not a person that would, uh, normally, I have not Tom Michelle, I don't get too excited. I have not signed up for any run Disney. But so this is the hypothetical you would only do for Disney. If I were okay. to do a running event, I would do a Disney running event because of the unique experience getting to run through the parks, meeting special characters. Uh-huh. That's the only... I know I'm a track coach and everything, but as far as like really getting me to run and not just coach running... Yeah. You're, you're also not some, distance. No. Not at all. Your hurdles. Hurdles hurdles and long jump, I'll give you Yeah. A hundred meters or so. That's all I got. So Right. So we'll run from like attraction to attraction, hurdling over right. trash cans and stuff to make sure <laughs> yes. that we get there in time. Indeed. Don't miss that fast pass window mm-hmm. when they existed. Mm-hmm. Pretty good at that. But yeah, a run Disney event. I could I would do it. But it, it's kind of a hard a hard thing for us because a special trip out there i i would like to do one at some point i really would i don't particularly enjoy running but i think that would be an, a unique experience maybe make it hooked medal. on it um yeah, maybe seems like people love it people do love it yeah i can't say it. that that's something i'd only do for disney because i have done actually i did the virtual 5k last year i did one of the three and True. or i did two i think well, I did two of disney the three 5K. Good point. But I also did one as a fun fundraiser one yeah, time. Yeah, I would do it for a good cause, I guess. Yeah. But. But a half marathon? Yeah. Only for Disney. For sure. Oof. 5K is my max non-Disney related. Yeah. I mean. It's like three miles or something. So. Yeah. Cool. Um, oh, that, I also had in that. Oh, oh, oh. In that run question mark mm-hmm. category. Also run a like through the parks you mentioned running mm-hmm. running through the rain like a mile through the rain to get to destination most as you know most places you're just gonna hide out or whatever but you're like no i have to get to where i need to go i'm specifically thinking of our time when we ran all around animal kingdom trying to get to nomad lounge during the downpour that's a good one i don't know that's good because i don't know if i would do that for other anything other than disney but right, you're right but you we know, actually would brave the elements to get from point a right, to point we need b to get to nomad lounge yeah we have special like we know the food's good we know the drinks are good or at least we've heard that we had heard that at but the now time. i know now i would now i'd still do it yeah having such a great experience so it's like i'd like no, break I a pinky toe this. right now to be sitting in nomad lounge mm-hmm. sipping on a cocktail Annapurna Zing, oh baby. <laughs> um, so yeah, normally I feel like, you know, you just kind of s- sit out and wait for 
a storm to pass like we did at Cedar Point. Yeah. And this week. is a judgment-free zone. If you're listening and you're like, oh, even at Disney, I wait out the storm. Like, I'm not going to run through that. No, I'm just saying this yeah. is what I do. That's what you would do. There's nothing wrong with waiting out a storm. Yeah. I'm desperate saying, times call for I'm desperate get, measures. I'm getting a Nomad Lounge. <laughs> hell or high water. Yeah. Literally. Wet or dry. And it was wet, but we did it. It was. And then, the, you know, the sun, the skies cleared up and we got just, what yeah. did it? Um, well, what ended up happening was we got in an absolute torrential downpour and went to the nearest place of shelter, which just so happened to be Flight of Passage. <laughs> Remember that? We ducked right. and we're like, oh, let's just ride Flight of Passage again. Yes. You know, reminiscing a little bit, this was last July, so there was virtually no wait. Right. It was amazing. Um, okay, so another one of mine. This is actually a big one. I can't think of a time where I've ever done this other than Disney. Spending over $200 a night on a hotel room. <laughs> yeah. Like, Disney is literally the only place where I'm like, I want to be on property. I'm going to pay their rates. You know? Yep. And we've done Port Orleans, French Quarter. We've done Caribbean or doing Caribbean Beach. So these are moderates. They're not. They're not really cheap. But I willingly fork out the. I mean, willingly. I fork out the cash because that's where I want to be. Yep. Um, and other trips, I'm trying to s- scrimp and save as much as possible. Which I do. We do try to save on Disney trips. But yeah, we end up. You and pay. really, I'd really, I'd say, really overpaying in general. Yeah, I, I don't. Mean, that's one of mine. Paying I, many dollars. Yeah. I mean, the the price of certain things at other places, I'm like, there's no way. That's mm-hmm. not worth it. This is That's a tourist trap, and I'm not falling victim to this. But at Disney, I'm like, okay. shut up and take my money. Yeah. Here you go. And to be fair, we do budget out in advance, so we pretty much know, like, we're setting this amount for aside for souvenirs or this amount aside for food and drink. And we have yet to go over budget yet, knock on wood, but it's still a higher budget than I would really normally Normally pay. And maybe I should phrase it and say for a domestic vacation, because when like international, although we still try to shoestring our budgets for international, but you have like crazy plane ticket costs. And sometimes you have to stay in an expensive hotel just because that's the only one available, that sort of stuff. So, yes. But as a general rule, Mm-hmm. Agreed. Yeah, I just have spend many dollars in general. <laughs> so just, I don't know, being willing to to buy the souvenir to to get the meal. I think when we were at Food and Wine last time, you're really good about that because I'm like, you know, because normally I'm like not treating myself like if I'm at a restaurant. I'm like, oh, but I want dessert and a drink. Usually, I pick one or the other. Right. And you're like, this is true. get both. And I'm like, I could get both. And, yeah. it's, and it's exciting. <laughs> yeah. And I think it's on our list of episodes that we want to do. We want to do how to do Disney on a budget without losing the magic, which mm-hmm. is the key there. Um, because you can definitely do it on a budget and miss out on certain things, I think, like staying on site. Um, but that that's one of them is just having a bu- – like saving up for the trip. Yeah. Um, I was talking with someone recently who was like, is it going to be worth it to spend all this money to go on this Disney vacation? And um, they, I forget what it was. It was like one of those Facebook groups and somebody was asking questions and they were talking about the cost and all this stuff. And I just said, hey, you know, my advice is if you can push your vacation back a little bit, a few months, maybe even a year, 
and save to do all the things that your kids want to do, you're going to have a much better time. Like if you're not, you, you do not want to be stressed about money at Disney yeah, because things are very expensive, mm-hmm. you know? And so it's like, if you've got a kid that really wants the Star Wars experience and wants to build a lightsaber, personally, I think it would be better to save up the money for the lightsaber, go when you can afford it than to go and be like, yeah, we're not going to do the lightsaber. Sorry. Right. You know, I, that, but that's a tough call. But mm-hmm. I just think that that, I think that, can get you a long way if you know those expenses and are prepared and are prepared and and you've already you've already accounted for it and you've mentally because for me that's huge mentally consented to the expense like "Ah, i don't like that i'm paying this much for it but i'm gonna do it like a big one for me was the was the star wars um vr the void Mm -hmm. which is now closed disney springs i didn't like how much it cost for like you know what was an hour experience or whatever but I was like, this is something I really want to do, blah, 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 blah. And then it was just, it's done. You just yep. deal with it. Anyway, um, did you have another one? Because we were, we're still talking about money. So I didn't know if you wanted to switch gears there. Actually, I've got one that still relates to money. I tend to not buy a souvenir for myself on vacation. It's very rare. I might buy something practical. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know. Oh, we forgot this thing and so okay i'll pick it up i'm on vacation but at disney i always make sure to get a souvenir for myself we've got the souvenir we always get for a family christmas Mm -hmm. ornament uh but at disney i always try to get like a sipper or coffee mug or something that's personally for me that helps me remember that trip and i really don't do that with other vacations so still in the realm of spending money but i i did i thought about that and i was like wow that's actually kind of unique like disney's the only place where i'm like i have to i need i need a memento for myself yeah i agree with that right to actually like have something to remember that vacation because you know i'll buy stuff on vacation but it's not like this holds a memory in it as well right we also tend to buy it's funny because it's already an expensive vacation but disney's one of the few places that we make sure to get souvenirs for family members Mm -hmm. like we just did red river gorge a week ago not getting no. anybody's souvenirs from Red River Gorge, but you go to Disney, you're like, oh, I got you this, that, and Yeah, that. you're like, they would like this. And right. I think it's because you want everyone to experience the magic with you. I thought you were going to say not hate you for going to Disney that again. Too. <laughs> yep. That, yeah, my list is pretty much exhausted. I'm sure there are more that I didn't include, but Disney is definitely a one-of-a-kind force for me to do things I would not otherwise do. Do you have No, more? that's pretty much my list as well. Um, I do think that the responses that we got on Twitter and Instagram, there's some really good ones mm-hmm. that we didn't think of. And I'm like, oh, dang, you know, oh, yeah, but I'm not going to yeah. add it to my list. My list is done. So um, let's talk about those. All right. Okay, so first up, and I'm going in the order that I'm seeing on Twitter. I think time-wise, it's not necessarily first come first served here but um the first at least subtweet on mine was matt from love of the mouse podcast good friend of the show hi matt um go check out their podcast as well he says getting excited to talk to random strangers when checking out at any kind of store outside of disney is purely self-checkout to avoid awkward human interactions (laughs) so i thought that was kind of kind of cool like enjoys interacting 
with people during transactions. Right. Well, it, and like, strangers like, yeah, specifically. Cast members are always usually very joyous. Oh, to super talk friendly. To and yep. Just want to make your experience good and want you to be excited. Yeah. Yeah. Very good. good. Zach's Adventures on Instagram. You can check him out on YouTube um, where he goes on adventures with his kiddo. He says, overtime at work. So he will work overtime if it means For Disney. Disney. <laughs> yes. Yep. Our job in education does not offer overtime, but I guarantee you I'd be working overtime. Oh, yeah. If I could. To I mean, earn, got to earn that job, Disney money. But... I mean, I basically, yeah, got got a part-time side gig specifically for Disney money. So, yeah, there you go. Um, so, next up, I've got Kay wants to be at Magic Kingdom. This is at Disney Means Home on Twitter. And Kay, I also want to be at Magic Kingdom. Um, they say, wake up at 4 a.m. for a flight with a smile on my face. Only for Disney will I happily get up that early. 4 a.m. is super early, but yeah, we we have those, like our flights will do like the 5.30 or whatever Southwest flight so that we can get there before the parks open on the first day. We already talked about that, but yeah, happily. Mm -hmm. Smile on my face. Yeah. So much energy, ready to go. No, no, no other place is going to do that to me. (laughs) Honestly, the travel day is a little harder for me to. Than getting up at the park. That's true. That's true. And further into the vacation, I've noticed, you know, like after we've rope dropped several days in a row, you're like, can we just sleep in today? Which usually translates to waking up a little bit later than we normally would. Yeah. Because then you wake up and you're like, well, I'm up. I'm ready to go now. Let's go. Um, On Instagram, Jill M underscore R, she says... Something she'll only do for Disney is wear matching shirts. Mm. I almost put that on my list, actually. We have not done the matching shirts. We have not. I didn't know I could get you to. And I was thinking Disney is definitely the only place you where you could do it. ever get me to wear a matching shirt. I'm going to get our whole family group to do it. I'd probably do it begrudgingly. Or I would kind of, you know, you know, oh, okay, well, no, but... Yeah. But secretly be like, well, I've got my Disney shirt on. So, <laughs> yeah, our, our neighbors do that as well. And His kind Mickey, of, her Minnie. Wait, no. Stuff like His that. His Minnie. His Mi- But I always I'm kind done. of make fun of him like, oh, she got you to do it again, huh? He's like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but doesn't it's, mind. Yeah. Um, Kevy. This is Kevin Rose Siebert on Twitter. You know Kevin, Rachel. Um, he says, make a detailed list of any and everything. So yeah, I, I found that Disney turns non list making people into list makers. It kind of, especially like that must do list. I want to do this. this, this, uh, uh, Yeah. Right. I have many lists all over. Like I'm not an organized list maker, but I have lists here and there, hither and thither. So yes, it does that. Mm -hmm. There's so many things to keep track of all the things I want to do. People that characters i want to meet all that all right. um our friend andres at thrills and magic and you can find andres on instagram thrills and magic check out his awesome photography he also has a vlog on youtube thrills and magic yeah he's been doing like coaster tours of u.s parks it's been really sweet he says wake up at the butt crack of dawn 
3 a, like 3 a.m. for Rise of the Resistance when it was um, pre-new boarding group system. Yeah, so when Rise, I'm trying to think when he actually did Rise, but when it first came out, it was just a complete madhouse. And, you know, people were literal butt-cracking on getting there and just making sure to get, like, into the gate. Because you had to be in the park. You had to beat the crowd, which the crowd could take forever to get through. Yeah, that's crazy. I'm glad they fixed it a little bit. Yeah, well, when we had friends there for, like, opening day or whatever, and there were people that just didn't sleep, and you go and you wait out in the the parks at, like, 2, 3 in the morning. I don't know, Disney. I don't know if I could even do that for Disney. Because I'm the type of person that's like, I don't need to be there opening day, so I'm just going to wait until it's not that crazy. But I don't know. I don't know. If, If I had a crew that was like, this is what we're doing, I'd probably do it willingly. Yeah. Um, Larry Sprung, this is Lawrence underscore Sprung on Twitter, says, I only carry at cooler, I think it's a cooler backpack full of frozen water bottles in Disney. Now, we do this trick as well, and it's a great one. You freeze your water bottles, and they turn into ice packs, but then they melt throughout the day, and then you've got ice cold water to drink hydration yeah the only thing i will say though with larry's tip here is that you have to have you have to stay at a resort that has a freezer whereas i know the value most values don't i don't know if any of them do none of the values that we've stayed at have had freezers fridges um so that can be a little bit tough but yeah that's definitely we've done it at other places not just disney so it didn't make the list but that's a good one and that's also a good like a good tip for sure. Yes. Um, back over on Twitter. Well, still staying on Twitter, I guess. Jacqueline at Pixie Does PhD. She says, bringing socks, extra socks in a Ziploc bag in my purse. Ha ha. <laughs> Waking up prior to 6 a.m. to make reservations at a restaurant. Both of those. Yeah. What, I mean, we talked about the whole restaurant planning thing, but that is absolutely ludicrous to wake up before 6 a.m. to make a restaurant reservation. Like yeah. Only for Disney, for sure. Um, and then we have another well, good tip there with the socks, yeah, the socks and the, that's uh, a great idea. In the Ziploc bag. Yeah. Socks don't take up much room. Yeah. And you'll be much They happier. might get wet on something like Splash. They also could just get sweaty. Yeah, I like the extra socks in a Ziploc socks, bag. Yeah. And then when you do use those extra socks, you've got a Ziploc bag, which comes in handy. Right. So, it's a good one. Good one. Um, Jeremy... Main Street Magic, this is at Main ST Magic on Twitter. They have a great podcast as well, so go check them out. Um, and Jacqueline um, Pixie Dust PhD has a interesting YouTube channel where she talks TVC. Mm-hmm. So go there. Anyway, Jeremy says, give away all my money. Does that count? Yes, Jeremy, that Take counts. Take my money, Disney. For sure. Although I think uh, someone called him out and said, this is Adam Mouse and More podcast said, uh, what about the other place, Jeremy? Because they also do Universal and they dedicate some of their shows specifically to Universal. So, but we'll call it a wash. We'll say, you know, we'll, we'll let Universal have this one and say that for some people, there are things that you do for Disney and you do for Universal. Like I mentioned earlier for me with the shirts. So for Jeremy, the giving, the giving away of the monies. All right. All right. We'll let it. We'll let it slide. Um, Halloween McQueen says hoarding all the Disney pins. I need every pin. 
Yeah, and that started a really interesting thread where people were like, "Hey, are you looking to get rid of any of your pins?" It's like, "I'll wrestle you for them." Like, I was like, "What is going on here? This really escalated." Yeah. With the pin, um, but she brings up a really cool thing that I think is totally true, and that is pin trading. And I I can't think off the top of my head. I'm sure there's other like Disney hobbies that people have, maybe mini ears. Oh yeah. Where it's a thing. It's a collectible. And especially the the trading of pins, like, yeah, that's mm-hmm. only a Disney thing. I'm it sure there's people unique. that only do that there, even though, you know, you could maybe do other types of trading. But yeah, the pin trading thing, it's a good one. It is. And that's a, that's a fun one. They do make the cutest pins, so. Yeah. There's so many, though. And at this point, it's kind of like I would not be knowledgeable enough to know what's real and what's a fake. And I've heard you can just buy a bunch of, like, fakes on Amazon and trade them to get real ones, which is super shady. Uh, Michael Dunn, this is at Diggity821, says, spend 3K just to sleep. Yeah, so that aligned with mine about hotels, spending a lot of money on hotels, but $3,000 just to sleep. And it's especially true if you consider, at least for us, how little time you spend at the resort. Right, yeah. A lot of times it is just sleeping, and you're spending a lot of money just to go to sleep. But for me, being in the bubble, I'd, I'd rather pay that money than be off property and have to drive all the time. And yeah, and you could take stay a rest from the at park a and... deluxe resort or not deluxe, the lowest one. Value. Value resort. Yeah, uh, complete opposites there. But yeah, and it's like essentially you're going to be doing the same thing at yeah. the resort. But I mean, I will say like, poor Orleans was a little more enjoyable even though you know we're doing like the same thing than you know when we were at um pop, pop. or movies uh, movies mm-hmm. it's, it's just it's i don't know yeah i'm a sucker for it i know and the deluxes are just incredible and the thing you also get with the deluxes is location right proximity you know wilderness lodge taking a boat to magic kingdom all the resorts on the monorail loop boardwalk and beach and yacht club being walking distance from uh epcot it's like yeah and then Animal Kingdom is kind of unique being remote, but you get the Savannah views and all that yes. stuff. But yeah, the deluxes are, they're a league of their own. Are they worth what they charge you for? I don't know if I can say that, but I can see why people pay that premium for sure. Mm-hmm. I think you're next, right? All right. The Sun Gathering House or At Gathering Sun also says, wake up at 5.30 a.m. while on vacation. Yes, sounds yeah. like we have a lot of people up my alley where we're just not morning people like except people. on a disney vacation we'll do it for disney yeah well and i like how um this person specified wake up at 5 30 a.m while on vacation you know because i'm up by 5 30 for my job every day and i said something along the lines of like willingly and joyfully waking up that early yes that only happens at disney but also on vacation no mm-hmm. i'm not waking up at 5 30 in the morning I'm not. No. I'm not necessarily sleeping in, but I'm certainly not getting up that early. I'm yeah. on vacation. I'm getting. Although we my rest. might have woken up early for the bird watching expedition. We yeah, did we ha- we did have to. Yeah. So if we true. have to, we'll do. That's this. a rare. That's a rare exception, yeah. not the norm. All right. Here's our last one. Um, the purple dragon from South Figaro at Jerry the Skids on Twitter says plan. <laughs> I hear you, Jerry. Yeah. 
I already said I'm a planner by nature, so this does not apply to only Disney, but to someone like you, planning? Yeah, no. Only for Disney. Only for Disney. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Although you did plan a little bit for our hiking excursion recently. I did. Disney taught me some yeah. tricks You learned some tricks. <laughs> yeah. You know, sometimes Disney has grown me as a person and yeah. helped me with life skills. See? Yeah. But these were great. Yes. Um, I really enjoyed reading these. I would say keep them coming. Um, yep. We love hearing from you all. Love hearing. And you. I want to keep the conversation going because there were so many of these where I just read them. I'm like, oh, that's so good and so true. So I want to know what are other things you only do for Disney? Hit us up. Twitter. Instagram. Facebook. If you search Part of Our World podcast or go to partofourworld.net, you'll be able to find all of our socials. And at the end of the show here, we'll do a little promo for all of that and if you are interested in booking a disney vacation hit me up keenan.meadows at capture the magic vacations.com or again part of our world.net and i'd be happy to put some of this stuff that we talked about today into practice for your benefit yeah but that's all we have for this episode thanks for joining us and, and thank you as always for being a part of our world bye adios Thanks for joining us this week and being a part of our world. Please reach out to us on social media. We can be found at Part of Our World Podcast on Instagram or Facebook and on Twitter at P-O-O-W Podcast. You could also shoot us an email, partofourworldpodcast at gmail.com or call into our voicemail, 614-392-8147. We'd love to hear from you. Until next time. Have a magical day. <laughs> Are you ready? Up to Neverland. Goodbye now. Goodbye. Goodbye. Thank you. Goodbye.